Hi, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Storytime Anytime. Today, we are going to sing some of my favorite animal songs and listen to a few adorable stories. Let's start our adventure by visiting Old McDonald's Farm.
In our first story, you will meet Mabel, a brave little mouse who lives with her family in the Clamptons' kitchen. Each night after Mr. and Mrs. Clampton go to bed, the mouse family comes out of their home to feast on the cheese left in the kitchen. Let's find out how life changes for Mabel Mouse, her brother Morton, and her mom and dad when Mrs. Clampton brings home a farm cat. The Brave Little Mouse Mabel Mouse and her family lived in a cozy hole in the kitchen of Mr. and Mrs. Clampton. Every night at 10 o'clock after Mr. and Mrs. Clampton went to bed, Mabel Mouse, her father, her mother, and her brother Morton scampered out of the hole to have their dinner. Mr. and Mrs. Clampton loved cheese almost as much as the mice did, so there were usually several different kinds from which to choose. Mabel's father was especially fond of Swiss, and she loved to watch him pat his fat little belly happily after every few bites. When they finished eating, the mice went back into their hole. Mabel's mother knitted sweaters for them to wear in the winter with pieces of yarn from Mrs. Clampton's knitting basket. Mabel played chess with her father and Morton practiced his singing. The evening would end with a lullaby by Morton, who had a lovely voice and soon put them all to sleep. It was a fine life. One evening, at 10 o'clock, when the family was preparing to leave for their evening meal, Mabel peeked out of the hole and gave a loud squeak. There, a cat was sitting in front of the mouse hole. He was big, with orange stripes, sharp claws, and bright yellow eyes. 
Just then, Mrs. Clampton plunked down a bowl in a litter box and said, Now, Tiger, you come from a farm where you were very good at catching mice. I want you to get rid of every mouse in this house. We're tired of them eating our cheese. Oh, dear, whispered Mabel's mother. He has to go to sleep sometime, said Mabel's father, looking at his pocket watch. An hour went by, then two, but Tiger was wide awake. At one o'clock in the morning, he ate all the food in his bowl, but kept one eye on the hole. By this time, the mice were very hungry indeed. Finally, Tiger yawned and closed one eye. There, said Mabel's father, he is going to sleep. But Tiger's other eye stayed open. For two whole days and nights, the mice stayed in their hole. They were growing thinner by the hour. Suddenly, Morton had an idea. I will sing him a lullaby, he squeaked weakly. That always puts us to sleep. Morton sat near the opening to the mouse hole and sang softly to the cat. Tiger only blinked once or twice at the sound, but he did not close his eyes. I have an idea, said father on the third day. I will hypnotize him. He swung his pocket watch back and forth, back and forth in front of the hole. Tiger moved his head back and forth, but he did not close his eyes. Mabel was very worried about her family, especially her father. His little round belly was now flat as a pancake, and he sat in a corner and mumbled, Swiss cheese, over and over. Doesn't that cat ever play or do anything else? asked Morton. Suddenly, Mabel had an idea. Mother, she said, Start wrapping me in your ball of yarn. I am going out there and get rid of that cat. I will not let you go out there, Mabel's mother squeaked weakly. Listen, said Mabel, I am the smallest, so I can hide best in the yarn. If we do not get rid of that cat soon, we will all die. What are you going to do? asked her father. But Mabel would not tell them. Just watch and see, she said smiling. Mabel's mother started wrapping her in the yarn. Round and round, round and round, until you could not see Mabel at all. By this time, the ball of yarn was quite big, and they had to push very hard to get it through the hole. Wish me luck! whispered Mabel as she rolled out into the room. Tiger stared at the ball of yarn and stuck out his paw hesitantly. The ball started rolling, slowly at first, then faster and faster. Tiger got up and watched. Around the kitchen chair it went, and over went the chair with a bang. 
Then Tiger began to chase the ball. Around Mrs. Clampton's yarn basket it wound, and over went the basket. Into the pot of ivy it tumbled, and over went Mrs. Clampton's favorite plant. Tiger ran after the rolling ball, but his paws got tangled in the yarn, and he could not get it off. The more he pulled at it, the more things got knocked over. And still, the ball of yarn unwound and unwound until there was almost nothing left of it. All of a sudden, Tiger saw Mabel. He leaped into the air and lunged for the little mouse. But his paw knocked Mrs. Clampton's cookbook off the shelf, and it hit him on the head. Mabel raced into the mouse hole and jumped into her father's arms. Now just watch, she said. Suddenly, the lights in the kitchen went on, and Mrs. Clampton saw the terrible mess. Tiger was lying on the rug, tangled in yarn and meowing pitifully. Just look at this room. Mrs. Clampton yelled at Tiger, "How did you get into my yarn? You call yourself a mouser? Back to the farm you go tomorrow. We are better off with the mice. At least they don't make this kind of a mess." The next day, Tiger was gone, and the mice went back to their fine life. It is good to have Swiss cheese again," said Mabel's father. And he patted his belly. We owe it all to you, Mabel. You are a brave little mouse, and the whole family nibbled and agreed. Mabel certainly outsmarted Tiger the farm cat, and it's a good thing that she did because mice have big appetites. They usually like to eat between 15 to 20 times a day. Mice are also good jumpers, climbers, and swimmers. So Mabel and her family were probably great at jumping onto the kitchen table to eat the Swiss cheese that they liked so much. Did you know that a mouse can squeeze through an opening the size of a dime? It's true. Mice have collapsible rib cages, so they can flatten themselves to squeeze through tiny spaces. In our next story, you will meet Mother Cat and her two little kittens. Herbie is curious and brave, but his sister Sarah is afraid of everything. Let's find out what happens when Herbie gets caught in briars and Sarah needs to go get Mother for help. The Scaredy Cat Kitten. Mother Cat has two kittens. Herbie is curious and brave, but his sister Sarah is afraid of everything. When Mother Cat and her kittens go for a walk, Herbie chases the mice in the field. But Sarah shivers when she sees them and stays right behind her mother. Scaredy cat! The mice squeak as she tiptoes by. 
Herbie chases the birds until they fly up into the trees. But Sarah is afraid of them. Scaredy cat! The birds chirp as she hides behind Mother Cat. Herbie is not even afraid of Mrs. Riley's dog Hector. But Sarah is very frightened. He is so big and has such big teeth, she whispers as they walk past him. Scaredy cat, barks Hector. Sarah is even afraid of her own shadow. What is that black thing walking behind me? She asks timidly. That is only your shadow, Herbie says kindly. You should not be afraid of your own shadow. Mother Cat shakes her head. What children I have, she meows. One is too curious and not careful enough, and the other is afraid of everything. One day, in the late afternoon, Mother Cat lies down for a nap. But Herbie and Sarah are not sleepy. After a while, Herbie says, Why don't you come for a walk with me, Sarah? We can be back by the time Mother wakes up. Sarah curls against Mother Cat's back. I feel safe next to Mother, she says. Oh, come on, says Herbie. I will take care of you, and it will be fun. Who knows what we will find? Sarah loves her brother and wants to make him happy. He is so brave, she thinks. I will be okay. So even though she is afraid, she gets up and puts on her hat and starts walking behind Herbie. First, they come to the field where the mice live. The mice run when they see Herbie, but when they are a safe distance away, they squeak at Sarah. Scaredy cat, scaredy cat. Let's go home, meows Sarah softly. Stop that or you will be sorry, says Herbie to the mice, and they stop their squeaking. The kittens walk into the woods where the birds are sitting on low branches. They fly away when they see Herbie. Scaredy cat, scaredy cat, they chirp at Sarah from high up in the trees. Let's go home, meows Sarah again. Stop that, or you will be sorry, says Herbie to the birds, and they stop their chirping. Soon, the kittens meet Mrs. Riley, walking Hector. Scaredy cat, barks Hector, and Sarah shrinks against her brother. Please, let's go home, meows Sarah. Stop that, says Herbie to the dog with a little hiss. Hector stops barking and only growls a little as they walk by. After a while, Herbie and Sarah come to a neighborhood where they have never been before. Herbie sees a clump of bushes. There is something moving in there, he says. I will see what it is. And even though they are briar bushes, he pokes his little head into them, then takes it out quickly. His back goes up. There is something black in there, he whispers to Sarah, something with a white stripe running down its back. Suddenly, a skunk comes out of the bushes and stares at them. What is it? asks Sarah, shaking. 
I don't know, but I think we should get out of here, says Herbie, and he turns to go. But his pants are caught in the briars. He twists and turns, but he cannot get free. Sarah tries to help, but she cannot get him free either. Go and get mother, says Herbie, with a little quiver in his voice. Sarah has never seen her brother afraid before. I must get him help, she thinks, and she starts running home as fast as she can. She runs past Mrs. Riley and Hector, but she does not think of being frightened. My goodness, says Hector, I've never seen you run before, and he stands back to let her pass. She runs into the woods where she startles the birds. Why are you running? They chirp, swooping down around her. But Sarah has no time to be afraid. She runs through the field and the mice scamper out of her way. We have never seen you out alone, they squeak. I must save Herbie, Sarah thinks, and does not worry about the mice. She does not even worry about her shadow running along in back of her. At last, she comes home to Mother Cat and wakes her up. Mother, mother, she cries. Herbie is in trouble. There is a black thing with a white stripe staring at him. Oh dear, a skunk, says Mother Cat. Lead the way. Sarah runs ahead of Mother Cat through the field with mice, through the woods with birds, past Mrs. Riley and Hector, and with her shadow right in back of her. But she is not afraid of any of them. She is only afraid they will be too late to save Herbie. When they reach the clump of bushes, Herbie and the skunk are still staring at each other. Mother Cat hisses and yowls and threatens with her claws. The skunk retreats into the bushes. Well, says Mother Cat, taking the briars off Herbie's pants one by one. You would have smelled pretty awful if that skunk had sprayed you. You can thank Sarah for saving you from that. I am proud of you, Sarah, for being brave enough to come and get me. Sarah is happy. She knows she is not everyday brave like Herbie. But she also knows that when there is trouble, she can put her fears aside and get help. And no one calls her Scaredy Cat anymore. I'm happy that Herbie did not get sprayed by the skunk and that Sarah was brave enough to get Mother Cat for help. Let's enjoy a few more songs.
Chase the pigs and learn the animal sounds. The pigs are oinking. The cats are meowing. The horses are neighing. And the chickens they like to cluck. Each animal makes a special noise. That is how they talk. Each animal learns to communicate with grunts and chirps and squawks. The birds are chirping. The dogs are barking. The cows are mooing. Chickens, they like to cluck. <laughs> now Mr. Conway feeds those animals and cleans and scrubs their pens. He plays with the dogs, combs the horses, and collects eggs from the hens. The sheep are batting. <laughs> the ducks are quacking. <laughs> the mosquitoes are buzzing. And the chickens, they like to cluck. <laughs> the farm is filled with animal sounds. Mr. Conway would agree. Can you name the animal sounds? It's an animal symphony. Can you name this sound? Right, the pigs go as they roll in their muddy pins. Can you name this sound? Right, the ducks go as they waddle under the fence. Can you name this sound? Right, the horses go as they gallop around the farm. Can you name this sound? Right, the dogs go as they chase and tease the cats. Can you name this sound? Right, the sheep go as the farmer shears their wool. Can you name this sound? Right, the chickens go as they sit upon their eggs. Can you name this sound? Right, the cats go as they chase the little mice. Can you name this sound? Right, the cows go as they feed their calves fresh milk. Can you name this sound? Right. The birds go as they fly around the farm. Can you name this sound? Right, the mosquitoes go as they buzz around your ear. It's time to leave Mr. Conway's farm. We've learned a lot today. Each animal makes a special sound from a moo to a cluck to a neigh. Each animal makes a special sound from a moo to a cluck to a neigh. I hope you enjoyed all the animal songs and stories. I think I'll head back to Old MacDonald's farm to see if he needs help feeding any of his animals. Yeah.
I'll see you soon for our next learning, singing, and listening adventure. This has been brought to you by Twin Sisters Digital Media and Evergreen Podcasts. Be sure to hit subscribe. If your children enjoyed these songs and stories, go to TwinSisters.com to find even more ways for them to sing and learn. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter for our free download of the day giveaways and promotions on exciting new digital learning content like these and much more. And visit our friends at evergreenpodcasts.com. Thank you for joining us at Storytime Anytime. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.